songs and let's get dressed. It's somewhat happy hour with Josh Fest. Hello, and welcome to the Somewhat Happy Hour podcast. My name is Josh Vest, and I am your daring host and creator of this podcast. First off, I want to welcome you to this unique podcast. I call it unique because, well, I don't know what it's going to be. Well, I have an idea, but overall, I think it's going to be an adventure for you, the listener, and me, the creator. With this being the first podcast, well, it's going to be an overall welcome and kind of a breakdown of what I hope to do with my podcast. So, let's start. Who in their right mind gave me, Josh Vest, a podcast and a nice microphone? Well, I can only thank one person for doing all of that, and it's myself. Yes, I'm very arrogant, so I must thank myself. I'm just kidding, I'm not that arrogant. Please don't read into that. It was a joke. So, why? Why did I start a podcast? Well, like everyone else in the world that has started a podcast since March of 2020, I just got bored and I thought, what the hell? I'm going to start a podcast, even though I know very little about podcasting. I enjoy listening to them, but I'm going to make one, even though I don't know a lot about podcasting. Of course, the coronavirus has, you know, destroyed a lot, um, taken lives, relationships, and uh, people uh, who create art. And that's what I'm here to do, is to fill that hole in my heart to create some kind of art. I myself am a theater educator, an actor, a director, and many other things that are in the arts. But today, I want to focus on the overall podcast and not me. But don't worry, I'll be talking a lot about myself today since I don't have a guest and it's just me and my dog Hazel. So, why podcast? Why not? Honestly, I have nothing to lose uh, and I have so many supportive friends who uh, told me, you know, why don't you just try the podcast? You know, we'll see what it's like. And here I am. I'm trying. I'm trying something new. I'm breaking out of my shell, something I don't do often. I like my shell, and I don't like to be bothered. But, you know, I'm starting to get bored, and I thought I need to be performing. And so I made this podcast. So here we are. Another big reason why I wanted to make this podcast was, well, to be honest, I miss my friends. I miss them so much. I, I have not seen many of my friends since March of 2020, like the rest of the world. Last time I saw all my friends was the Friday before spring break in a directing class. All of my friends were in the class, and we were all sitting there saying, oh, have a good week, I'll see you in a week. Then spring break got extended for a week. And then classes were pushed to online. And then our graduation was gone. We couldn't walk. So instead, I had my own graduation. Just me, and my cap and gown, and my family. Cheering for me, congratulating me, all the while eating our dinner, which that night just so happened to be from the Panda Express. I got to choose since I graduated. It was a win-win for me. I was being recognized, and I got to choose dinner. It's always fun when I get to choose dinner. Now... Another reason why I wanted to start this podcast, well, as I said, it's to talk to my friends. But something my friends and I would love to do is sit down and, and enjoy a nice drink together. 
Uh, just a simple drink, and that is why I have called this podcast the Somewhat Happy Hour Podcast. I'll get a little bit more into that here in a minute. But above all, I knew I needed to create art again. I missed art. I have the honor of teaching uh, theater classes, uh, as I am a theater teacher right now, and I get to create art with actors. But the actor inside of me was also saying, hey, we haven't done anything in a while. Let's let's have some acting opportunities. So I created a podcast where I'm kind of acting. Or am I? Am I playing a part? Or is this really who Josh Vest is? The world may never know. Now, what does this title mean? The Somewhat Happy Hour. Well, I think of it like this. One, who doesn't love a good happy hour? The drinks are cheap. Here they're free because I buy them myself and make them. But we all live in a world where we go from day to day where we may have a happy moment or happy moments. But are we ever exactly 100% happy? I know personally I'm not. Um, I have my moments, like I said, but I'm not always 100% happy. I'm always somewhat happy, and I'm okay with that. I uh, have been very open to myself about my uh, mental health, and I know that um, I'm where I am, and that's I'm okay with where I am. I am always going to be somewhat happy, and that's not a bad thing. I don't want you to think that's a bad thing. It's okay to be somewhat happy. But this title, The Somewhat Happy Hour, the topics we're going to discuss are always going to be happy topics, but it's more about is the drink good? Is it somewhat good? Or is are we happy with the topics we're covering today? Are we somewhat happy? So on and so forth. You understand what I'm saying. You're smart people if you're listening to this podcast. Now, what is this show? What is this unique show? Well, to be honest, this is the most random podcast you will ever listen to that will most likely involve theater. It's going to involve theater. I'm an actor. All my friends are in the performing arts. It's going to be filled with interviews, reviews, me talking to myself about something I might have seen when I was driving to work. And most definitely, something that will not be covered in this podcast is politics. Uh, of course, that can always, you know, bring a good laugh, but I prefer to stay away from that world. And of course, I also say, as it's a happy hour, have a drink. Well, if you're not driving or at work, do, please don't drink at work. It's just not okay anymore. This isn't Mad Men. But have a drink. And this is a chance for me to have a drink with my friends who I haven't seen or had a drink with since March of last year. And here we are, February, almost March. Yeah. Now, don't get too crazy with that drink. It's just one drink. And today I'm drinking a Long Island iced tea. So I encourage you to join me and have a sip of something. It does not have to be alcohol. It can be anything you want, as long as you're drinking something. If you're driving, don't you dare think about it, as I said. However, if you're driving and need something to drink, why don't you stop at a, a local fast food restaurant and get yourself a milkshake? Because who doesn't like a good milkshake? And, you know, to tell you the truth, I always feel some strong kind of way when I'm driving and drinking a milkshake. It's like I'm on top of the world or something. I don't know. I don't have a lot of excitement in my life, but drinking milkshakes while driving is something that could be exciting for me. Now, who is this man behind the microphone? Well, my name is Josh Vest. My pronouns are he, him, his. 
Uh, I am a graduate of George Mason University, where I studied theater education and performance. Um, I combine two things I love most in this world, education and performing. And now I get to live my dream and go out and teach theater every day. And it does make me more than somewhat happy. I'm very happy going to work. Although it's the early mornings that kind of get to me. But hey, at the end of the day, I know I am helping artists of tomorrow grow. And that means the absolute world to me. So that's kind of who I am. Where I'm from, well, I'm from good old Virginia. I grew up in northern Virginia, even though where I live could be considered Mova, if you will, the middle of Virginia, because I'm not quite in Nova, but I can get to Fairfax in less than an hour. So I'm in Nova. I don't care what you say. And where I want to be, well, you know, life is crazy right now, and do we ever really know where exactly we want to be? We have an idea. I thought I knew where I wanted to be when I moved down to Myrtle Beach, but that topic is a story for another day. But I wanted to be somewhere where I could create art and help students learn about the world of theater and acting and design and anything and everything there is about the theater. Now, where I currently am, I am a fresh graduate, so I'm um, back at home. I moved back home. Uh, at the start of the pandemic, I used to live in a tiny house, or let's be honest, it was a garage that had an apartment in it, and that was my house. I loved it. Honestly, I did. It was a great little home away from home. Now, today, I, I am here at home, but I know where I want to go, and that's wherever someone will hire me. That's the honest truth. In Virginia. I love Virginia. I love, you know, the seasons. I hate the summer, fun fact. But I love the winter and the fall. But overall, Virginia is my home, and this is where I want to be. And I'm doing what I want to do. I am a theater educator. It brings me joy just saying, I'm a theater teacher. I look over at the other side of my desk, and I can see my badge. That makes me happy. That makes me so happy. Again, more than someone. Now, let's talk about theater. How did I get involved in theater? Well, my introduction to theater was not like your typical, oh, mommy and daddy took me to New York City and we saw a big Broadway musical. Well, no, I didn't see my first musical till I was about eight or nine, which I guess is still fairly young. But for someone who went into theater, it's, you know, not quite where my story begins. My story begins with the lovely Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. That's where I started to get that performing arts bug and the bug bit, and it wouldn't let go. It was like a tick, and I knew I couldn't get rid of it, so I just let it do its thing. So, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, the greatest show on earth. Yes, I know people have their. Uh, opinions on the circus, but I loved the circus. I had gone every year since I was two years old, and I even went to the final performance it had here in Fairfax, Virginia in 2017. I dragged my brother Jeremy to it, who was not so thrilled about going, but I, on the other hand, was absolutely thrilled. It was bittersweet, more bitter than sweet, as I was saying goodbye to a dream. Now, what did I want to do in the circus? Did I want to be an acrobat? No. An animal trainer? No. Did I want to be one of the people selling cotton candy? Although I would love that job because I think it would be fun and challenging to balance the cotton candy on my head. 
It's not what I wanted to be. And surprisingly enough, even though I have my own podcast, I didn't want to be the ringmaster. I wanted to be a clown. Yes, I wanted to be a clown with the greatest show on earth. Now, a lot of people are afraid of clowns. They were terrified of clowns even at the circus. They were the good clowns. But I was never afraid of clowns. I watched the movie It when I was very young, after I had seen the circus, and I thought, oh, what is this clown going to do? It's going to be funny. No, I was wrong. I was very wrong. But I'm not afraid of clowns. Clowns don't scare me. Sorry, Pennywise. But I had a dream, and that was to join the circus. How? I wasn't sure, but I knew I was going to do it. Every year, my family would go to the circus, and as soon as we would walk into those arena doors and you could smell the mix of smells, anything between the food, the hot dogs, the, the popcorn, the elephant poop that just, you knew you were at the greatest show on earth. And I loved going to the circus. It filled me with so much joy. I was smiling and it was the best two hours I had every year. Of course, I had other great hours, but, you know, the ones that come to mind are always at the circus. It was always in the spring. It was always usually mid-April. I would come home on a warmish day and be jumping up and down because I was going to see the greatest show on earth tonight. Eventually, my brothers stopped going, and my parents would take turns who would take me that year till eventually I could take myself. Yes, I saw the circus alone. I have no shame in that. It was my dream. So... I knew I wanted to be a part of the circus, but I had to think, how in the world am I going to get there? So instead of being a young child and performing skits or being a part of plays in school, no, I went home at 3.30 every day and practiced my physical comedy routines. Granted, they were never good as I was quite a tubby child, but I felt like that kind of made up for the fact that I wasn't that funny when it came to doing a lot of physical comedy. But thanks to that, I can now balance a stool on my chin. I can um, throw the baton like no other, except for maybe, you know, those who throw batons. And of course, I knew how to take a good fall, flip, do anything. I could never flip off the wall. I've tried, and I have broken drywall. I'm not happy of that. Neither was my father. But training myself to the one day I knew I could go audition for the circus, and even in high school, I knew in the back of my head, you're going to audition, and you know you will. As soon as you get the chance, as soon as you graduate high school, you should audition. Well, I knew I also wanted to be a teacher, so I thought, well, maybe I should go to college first, uh, and, and start there. We'll see what happens. And I did. I went to college. I went to uh, George Mason University where I studied theater. And that's where I fell in love with the circus was at that uh, university going to their arena. But I also fell in love with their theater program. I had a few friends that had gone there and I heard nothing but glowing reviews. And I knew that I wanted to be a part of this piece of history being a Mason player. Huh, funny. Anyway, I went to college and I studied theater, but in the back of my head, I thought, well, I'm going to be that one guy that studies th uh, theater, but goes to perform as a clown in the circus. Not too far off. Much like Shakespeare, but perhaps for anyone and everyone, as Shakespeare isn't for everyone and anyone. At least, audiences tend to think so. I don't think that. But I wanted to be a clown. 
And so I continued working when I went home every night and thinking, oh, this would be a great bit. That would be a great bit. What would my name be? What kind of makeup would I use? And then my dream came to a halting stop in 2017 when Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus announced they were closing. And I felt as if I wouldn't know what to do. Of course, I knew I was going to be a teacher, and I was thrilled to go into teaching. But a dream that I had been holding on to for years and years, 19 years of my life, I had to say goodbye to, and I wasn't quite ready. But I had no choice. The circus was closing. So I bought my tickets to see the show when it was coming to Fairfax, one of the very last stops on its tour. And I sat in that arena all the way up in Section Z, the very top, with my brother. And we so happened to sit next to two other couples, and and my brother and I were pinned up against a wall um, because we did not get the best seats. I bought $20 tickets, so you get what you pay for. But I didn't care about where I was sitting and that I was squished between a wall and my brother. All I cared about is that I was here. I was seeing the greatest show on earth. Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey is here for one last time, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. And I did. It was called Out of This World, and I tell you the God-honest truth that I was in fact out of this world the entire two hours and 30 minutes. I remember walking into the arena and walking out of the arena. I I loved every minute of it, but I knew at the end of the day, I was saying goodbye to the circus and me becoming a clown. However, I'm young and I won't, you know, say fully goodbye because you never know. Maybe one day I will be a clown with another circus. Like Cirque du Soleil, they perform in tents. That's cool. But Ringling Brothers is my first true love. It's my introduction to what theater is, or at least the performing arts. Of course, while I was in school, in middle school and high school, I performed in school productions and community theater productions. I played any role you could imagine when it comes to the goofy best friend, to the old man in a musical that doesn't sing, which is my specialty, to the daring Shakespeare, and anything and everything in between. Of course, I was growing a love for theater that was quite matched with the circus, And um, I loved theater. I loved getting the chance to tell a story every night and and have people come to the theater and forget about all the craziness that's going on in the world that day and enjoy this comedy or this drama or this whatever you're seeing in front of you. Even though it may not have been the best show because I had to sing. That's okay. Self-deprecating humor is funny. But I knew at the end of the day that I'm doing something I love and I'm getting to perform. And, and it's helping me get through what's going on in my life to get the chance to step away from that and become this other person. And I have so many favorite roles, roles I played in college, roles I played in community theater. All of them have meant so much to me. And, you know, as cheesy as it sounds, I learned so much from each and every single role. I cherish the moments I had in college where I got to perform in such shows as Mock and All, Liz Estrada, Twelfth Night, Cock, um, The Women of Lockerbie. Uh, They were all shows that I absolutely loved. Although in college, for a majority of the shows, except for one, I played the bad guy. I was someone who had a beard and I could talk in a deep voice like this. And 
I was always cast as the bad guy. And I didn't hate it. In fact, I loved it. And then I got to play a, a father, um, a grieving father in the play The Women of Lockerbie, which is something I will discuss in a future episode. But my time in college, I met so many wonderful people. People that you will get to hear from on this very show. People I love. People who also have podcasts, which we'll discuss once they join the show. I love theater. I love everything about it. I'm grateful to have my degree in theater, and I am head over heels with theater education. I, I am helping students grow as actors, and you know what? For those of you listening, I want you to know theater education is actually used in every subject, or every subject is used in theater, either or. You're performing in some way. Your teacher may not want to be there that day, but they're performing. Students are going to pretend like they did their homework, or my favorite, pretend when they're in math class like they're actually paying attention. Pay attention at school. Math was important. I didn't grasp that till much later in life. And of course, I couldn't go anywhere without thanking all of my theater teachers I had, the ones that inspired me, the professors I had that helped me get to where I am today. Theater education is something that will always be my true love in life. I, I love it. And there, I'm going to do a whole podcast about theater education, so I'm done talking about theater education. But theater in general is an art that needs all the love it can get. It deserves all the love in the world. I fell in love with theater at a very young age when I saw the hit musical Cats. Yes, this was after Ringling Brothers, and I was in the third grade, and my mom took me to this weird musical called Cats. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I love Cats the Musical. I will be in Cats the Musical, mark my words. I will be anyone. I don't care who you cast me as in Cats. If you're a casting director, know that I'm ready to play any role in Cats. I will play every role and call it Cat the Musical. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just love that people love to hate that musical, and I think that's what makes me love this musical so, so much. It, it's where I was introduced to musical theater. And then next, I got to do my very first musical at a local community theater when I was in Damn Yankees, a show that I'd like to revisit now that I'm an adult, but something I also think uh, is interesting that I was cast in is I did not look like someone who liked sports as a young child. I was a rather tubby child, so it looked kind of funny with me holding a bat and uh, a baseball cap that said Senators. Either way, I was diving into the world of imagination and pretending like I liked sports because that's what was in the script. Theater is something that I know I'm going to discuss in every single podcast, even if it starts out as a podcast not about theater, but it's going to end up in theater because all of my guests will be from some line of theater or the performing arts, even my friends that are educators, who are all theater educators or art educators. I can't wait to share them with you and share the rest of this weird journey that this podcast will be. Now, that's enough about my theater love. I want to talk a little bit about who I am. Well, I am Josh Fest. I am a theater educator. I'm a theater nerd. A huge fan of the greatest show on earth. The movie The Greatest Showman was okay. But I'm also someone who has two brothers. That's fairly normal, but no, I am a triplet. I have two brothers, Jeremy and Ben, and the three of us could not be any more different. Um, the only thing we all hold together is, well, 
we're brothers, and two, my brother, we're all kind of going into the world of teaching. Uh, my brother Ben is studying at uh, James Madison University, and he is looking to become a elementary school teacher um, and later an administrator in his career. Uh, and I think he's going to be the most chill boss that anyone could ask for. My brother Jeremy, who recently got married, uh, is a youth pastor at the church we grew up going to. We started going there when we were very young, and then we took a break for a few years, and then in high school, Jeremy and I started to go back together, and that church has done a lot of good for us, and it's done a lot of good for him as he met his wife while working a vacation Bible school. And I'm sure I'll have them come and talk one day, but those are my brothers. We're all different, and I do the theater, but we're all kind of teaching. Jeremy's a youth pastor. I, myself, am a theater educator, and my brother Ben is an educator. We all bond over education and growing and helping students learn what there is to learn in this world. Good or bad, really. Eh. Now, there's something else I have to talk about. I can't do a podcast without bringing her up. She is my best friend. She is the one that makes me feel happy every day. And that is my dog, Hazel. I... um have known Hazel for many years. Uh, we go way, way back. She actually was adopted by my cousin, but uh, my cousin um, knew that I was moving to Fairfax, and my cousin was getting ready to have a baby, and she said, Josh, I need someone who can take care of Hazel, and I know you can, so I want Hazel to live with you, if you're okay with that. And I, I, I said yes, and I have smiled every day since January 2019, when Hazel came into my life. We still have FaceTime calls with my cousin every few weeks to just check in with Hazel, and she often tells me, wow, Hazel looks good. You? Eh, that's okay. But Hazel is my dog. I love her. Um, there will be plenty of pictures of her on this, uh, on my page on Instagram, which I'll get to in a second. But she is so full of life, so full of joy, and she actually smiles. That's right, my dog smiles. We're not TikTok famous because I don't really understand how to make TikTok videos, but she um, should be famous. She would be a great plankton in the SpongeBob musical, actually. We'll look into that. You know, we'll discuss contracts later in life if that comes about. But that's kind of me in a nutshell. Um, my nice 26, 27-minute podcast so far. Of course, let me have a drink. Ah, my Long Island iced tea. I have nearly finished my my glass, so it's starting to wind down to the end of today's episode. But I want to thank you so much for listening and being a part of my very first episode of the Somewhat Happy Hour with me, Josh Vest. Now, you can find me on Instagram at the Somewhat Happy Hour. Please follow me. Uh, leave comments about what you might want to hear or what did you like best about that episode. What didn't you like? Actually, don't do that. You can inbox me that or leave me a Yelp review. That may do. But at the end of the day, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and listening to me. Was whatever you're doing. If you're cooking, cleaning, walking on the treadmill, staring up at the sky, or I don't know, maybe eating dinner and you don't know how to turn this episode off. I raise a glass and I say thank you. Thank you so much for joining me 
on the Somewhat Happy Hour podcast's very first episode. Put on your Crocs and let's get dressed. It's Somewhat Happy Hour with Josh Vest.